Hi, welcome to Health Nuts. I'm Leslie Nicholson. And my guest today is Emma... Look, she had another name in the past. <laughs> Emma Queen. She is the queen. I'm that queen. is my I'm name. I'm Queen Leisurely. She's Emma Queen. And we're both wearing electric blue. How about Royal that? blue, I think. Royal blue. Okay. <laughs> and uh, anyway, today um, we're both hypnotherapists. So we're going to have a discussion about all things hip- hypnosis. First of all, welcome, oh, yeah. Emma. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. So one of the questions, if people don't know what it is, or there's all these myths where people think they're going to be turned into zombies and, and give over their mind to be controlled to you well you it is interesting the questions we get isn't it (laughs) a lot of people go oh so you help with quit smoking and losing weight yeah well yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) however it's not just that right yeah so and it's not mind control either uh, absolutely not you've always got control Mm -hmm. when you're under (laughs) hypnosis and maybe we'll we'll start with rather than jumping straight into hypnosis is you know what levels of trance are there Mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't realize they're often in trance already all day Every day. Well, watching TV. (laughs) I am. (laughs) Well, you know, a perfect example is when you're, you know, driving a car, you've gotten somewhere and you're like, hang on, I don't remember Mm. how I got there. Did I go through the speed camera? That's right. Did I get a red light? And so that's a level of trance. And I think a lot of people are under this assumption that they go somewhere Mm -hmm. in hypnosis and they, you know, don't. (laughs) Well, I think about those big companies. There's a very um, well-known local furniture People, I won't mention their names, and there's a big fast food. Now, they know that when people are watching TV, they go into the zone, right? Oh, yeah. And so they play these ads where they often shout at you. Mm-hmm. And um, you might even be annoyed and turn it off, but they're in. And Or if you've ever called your kids for dinner or whatever, and they just don't hear you because they're yep. in a trance. But those multi-million dollar companies know mm-hmm. that when you're in that state, um, it's you're highly suggestible. So they call it program. That's why they call it programming. I think absolutely. (laughs) They're programming your mind. Absolutely, they are. They are. They are. And it's over and over and over and repetitive, which is not what we do as therapists. So no, we're we're often rewiring what's yeah. coming up because a lot of people will talk quite negatively about themselves. Mm-hmm. So I suppose, yeah, people don't need to go anywhere to be hypnotised. So no. it's often very relaxing. That's mm-hmm. probably the first thing. And everyone is under their own version of control. So if we suggested in a session that they would like to rob a bank, well, it's unlikely because <laughs> unless they genuinely wanted to rob a bank... They won't. That's right. They're always in control. And I suppose that's the first myth around hypnosis is that they're not in control. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. People, and I mean, it depends on the kind of hypnosis you're doing. Some some of it's the person's just there and you're talking to them yes. about things. But there's, an, like I do, past life regressions with people. And so there's, a, and there's age regressions. So I'll be getting them to describe what's going on. And in their memories, they might be saying, oh, well, I'm in a 12th century castle. What's it like? Well, and who's there? Oh, Cook's over there. Mm. It's amazing. So they're in the room with me and they know they are and they're in this other old memory and they know they are so they're both happening at the same time and the same goes for the age regression right i've had clients who've told me exactly what went on in the the crib in the hospital yes what the nurses were saying yes what happened as a result and this is kind of where we're heading with the whole you know belief system around what's holding people back because that's really why people come and see us right Mm is some stuff even from birth or prior to birth mm-hmm. can create a belief system that they're still holding on to yeah. today 
in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Well, I often say to people, you know, when we're in that age, especially up until about age seven when we start discerning a little bit, but up until that age, we believe everything we're told. So, you know, the grass is green, sky is um, blue, um, and you're an idiot. Well, we're a sponge, really, aren't or, we? We just no, take everything No, but somebody on. said this, yes. So, oh, so it can be a parent, a teacher, mm. a sibling, a bully at school. Who do you think you are? You're no good. And it can go in as the truth and remain there. And these are the kinds of things that I find often people self-sabotage. They might get the soulmate relationship or the best job on earth, but there's this voice inside them or this feeling that they don't deserve it, that they're not worthy, and they'll sabotage. Absolutely. I think um, I can relate to that personally. Um, I was, you know, I I missed quite a bit of school um, for various reasons when I was little. I never learnt my times tables. My teacher told me I was stupid. There was a, a progression of stupid 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 mm. and i got to my 30s and i'm like hang on i'm actually not stupid it was it was a big realization mm-hmm. um that i've personally felt that was then holding me back because mm-hmm. if you believe you're stupid then that is exactly i, I wouldn't you know go and study and, and do lots of cool things no and i know she's done amazing things but um the other side of that is thinking about the conscious mind and the unconscious mind so consciously people can say i know i'm not stupid and sometimes they're overachievers so getting out there getting every degree you're doing all the courses um and doing more and more to prove that they're good enough because mm-hmm. in the conscious mind which is what we're using right now talking yes. we're aware we're thinking but that program the destructive program can be in the unconscious mind you and know and it's sitting there in the background and we think we're in control yeah oh but we're not never <laughs> <laughs> well you mentioned quit smoking so one of the things that i'll say with those kinds of programs is that's more like programming but um it's often associated with good you might think no we all know we know consciously smoking is not good it's not good for our health but most of the time uh, when people um, start smoking they're very often they're teenagers or they were I don't know about the current ones you know more about teen- teenagers now <laughs> but so they they you know they they take it up it's they're being daredevils they're it's being cool. rebels it's cool they, and so they go to meet their friends in the garage or wherever they meet and even if they're in their 20s go into the pub and it comes across with this good good feeling Mm -hmm. that's the association so later on when they might consciously decide oh this is bad for me i want to quit the program that's in there is it's good what are you doing so when people start to quit they got getting cravings and they start feeling bad that unconscious mind arcs up and they might have another one now many people can quit cold turkey um but if it doesn't work then doing um doing it with hypnosis is amazing like i do it in an hour all the time guaranteed for oh, life it's too it's very effective very <laughs> yes, fa- i think work. i think people under misunder or they they underestimate what they can achieve mm-hmm. in an hour or an hour and a half session yeah so they you know they might have been smoking or it could be a weight loss session and we were talking about you know a lady uh, both we both had clients who were, were scared of lifts yes, ele- yes. you know elevators mm-hmm. they've had this this fear this phobia this this issue for decades yeah yet within one to three sessions depends on the person it can be remedied quite easily. Yeah. Well, one of the ladies I had, she hadn't been in a lift in 34 years. Mm. And um, within two hours, she was going up. She did a little video for me. She was going up and down. But when she first got in the lift, it was really funny. She didn't know what to do. I'm like, you have to press that button, that one with that. She didn't know. She didn't know. It had been so long. And holidays had been spent on, you know, at higher levels. If there was an appointment, um, say, in a medical 
place, went on the sixth floor. She'd have to walk. She'd have to walk the stairs, but to be gone so quickly. And well, people might think, how did that happen? Phobias happen. It's because something's occurred that is scary, and your unconscious mind will mm-hmm. always protect you. So, um, or say somebody died, or there was a um, a real scary thing happened, and then she got in a lift. The unconscious minds coupled them together. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't think people quite realise until they kind of go, oh, hang on, I I do, and this in these are circumstances we're talking about. Oh, I I keep taking the stairs, or I'm getting accommodation on the ground floor because I don't want to take the lift. Yeah, they haven't quite worked out why they're doing that, and that's an issue. But it's not, it's now no longer it's an issue for them, but their family. The family yeah. are like, can you can you work that one out? <laughs> yeah. Well, you won't with your conscious mind because it's not there. No, that's right, which is why hypnosis, I like to think of it as the um, lifting up the hood mm-hmm. of the car. Yeah. And then we close the hood down. You wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, after tuning it up. <laughs> we do a tune-up. <laughs> that's really good. Um, we're going to take a little break now and we're going to listen to um, a little bit of music. And we'll be back in a moment. We're going to talk about other things hypnosis. Real radio for the people, by the people. 106.9 Vox FM. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off you. You'd be like to touch I want to hold you so much At long last love has arrived And I thank God I'm alive You're just too good to be true Can't take my eyes off you Pardon the way that I stare There's nothing else to The sight of you leaves me weak There are no words left to speak But if you feel like I feel Please let me know that it's real You're just too good to be true Can't take my eyes off you
Wow, that was Frankie Valley. Um, it was a beautiful song. <laughs> it's gone. Okay. Um, so where we're talking, I'm my guest today. I'm Leslie Nicholson, as you probably know, and my guest today is Emma Queen. And we're both hypnotherapists and talking about, we work a little bit differently as every therapist has their own way. So we were just talking during the break a little bit about um, anxiety, depression, and things like that. So, um, and... I had mentioned before your unconscious mind will always protect you. So you might think, well, how can it be protecting me if I'm so anxious all the time? I'll get Emma's take and I'm off well, something. It's again. an interesting uh, concept. You're absolutely right. So our brain and our mind is, is there to keep us alive. Like no. th- that's essentially it. We need to be kept <laughs> alive at, at all costs. And our mind will do some crazy stuff and including anxiety and depression and a lot of other issues that come up. But essentially, a lot of this stuff comes from that fight, flight, freeze response mm-hmm. of our minds. You know, that is, is there if, you know, a, a car is coming towards us, we can get out of the way real quick. But often it's not a physical danger anymore. It's an emotional trigger someone may have made a comment on facebook or mm-hmm. sent an sms and that's triggered this fight flight freeze response and you know that anxiety starts to increase mm-hmm. and the mind gets a little bit addicted to the increases in cortisol and the adrenaline the stress hormones yeah yes and lots of lots of um not very nice things happens as a result so um, and i suppose i'm kind of talking from experience i work with a lot of teenagers mm-hmm. and um you know, anxiety with teenagers is, is a tricky one now because it's different to when we were growing up, right? I know. And I mean, just when people say, well, what's anxiety? It's what if. Mm-hmm. What if. That's That really much describes it. So go on with the teenagers. Yeah, so teenagers um, predominantly are, are very affected socially more so than certainly we were growing up, obviously, mm. because of social media and, yeah. and different ways of communication. They've, they've kind of lost that. And the, isolation. Well, <laughs> we haven't yeah. even gone into isolation. <laughs> I know, sorry. <laughs> I think, um, it is, I wouldn't say they've lost communication. They haven't got the communication skills built because of tech. And so tech's great. You know, we're all, all connected now, but we've really lost that communication level. And it, things are misinterpreted. You know, teenagers will be posting online or messaging each other. They'll miss a, you know, a full stop or a comma out and suddenly that sentence means... Something different. Something completely <laughs> different and mm-hmm. they're not feeling very good about themselves already because of social pressures and school and parents and, um, yeah, they're not, they're not sleeping. They're, mm-hmm. you know, drinking energy drinks and mm-hmm. not looking after themselves. Mm-hmm. So it all just adds adds to the equation, doesn't it? And the fight-flight freeze is, like you said, like... Um, I often find that people, and teenagers included, everybody, will have problems with gut, their guts mm. because um, when you're in survival mode, you know, that's what fight, fly, freeze is. You, mm-hmm. you, the blood goes from your guts to the working muscles so that you can either fight for your life or run away. Correct. And so often digestion gets affected and mm. people can have the best diet on earth but they're not going to by digesting it and it can result in things like irritable bowel. So, I mean, hypnosis works for irritable oh, bowel. it works but, very well. <laughs> but surprisingly, uh, in a different way than you might think. Yes. It's not just taking away the pain, but 
you know, calming as well. The other thing that I find when people are anxious is they can actually get foggy brain, which makes it even more disconcerting. Same reason, uh, there's a tiger coming for you. You're not going to sit down and start solving math problems, Mm -hmm. right? Because your frontal lobes (laughs) get shut down so you can stay alive and fight or run. I think a really interesting statistic, I can't even speak this morning, (laughs) is the fact that um, with the increase in cortisol, which, you know, like you just said, is there to help us run or mm-hmm. fight, that increase in cortisol actually decreases our IQ. And they say within mm. seven minutes of being in a stressful situation, you lose up to 50% of your IQ. And how about poor those poor teenagers doing all those exams in that state? Exactly. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. and, and leading on to that, that gut, um, I, love, I love stats. I can't say it, but I love them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the um, 90 to 95% of our serotonin is made in our gut. Tell so them serotonin is. Serotonin is our feel-good hormone. Yes. <laughs> That's right. We're, <laughs> we're talking a bit... Um, bit sharp. A bit sharp right now. But the, if you're eating basically rubbish, you're going to feel mm-hmm. rubbish mm-hmm. because it's, it's proven now that that gut-brain connection is there. It's huge. And people don't realise it, right? No, no. We're never taught any of these things. Um, I shouldn't say never, but we're generally not taught a lot of these life survival things at school. I think they're bringing in relaxation and meditation into schools more. I think so, but it's it's obviously not top of the list. No. (laughs) But, you know, um, science is now doing a lot more study around what food does to our bodies and mm-hmm. we all know you know fast food's not the greatest so if your teenager is eating fast food and they're anxious maybe we need to talk because <laughs> it's it's not going to do them any good no and if they do have gut disturbances i mean sometimes if, if there's something called leaky gut most people have heard of but if if undigested proteins get across the gut wall they can actually cause psychotic episodes wow that's more of a nutritional mm. thing um but also if you're not getting the i mean if you're if you're driving a lamborghini you're not going to give it lawnmower fluid that's right? right that's how i think about it you want to give yourself some really good uh, fluid and digest that food and also things like um you know the antioxidants and all of those things that we know i mean i don't know what teenagers are just want to get something in there they're hungry all the time it's a, a very much next mentality what do i eat next what do i do next and, yeah. and our brain gets very addicted to that nexting feeling yeah and yeah we forget about the long-term effects and sugar, sugar can give an instant high, which is it really is a high, and then of course followed by a low, and the want for more sugar. That's a nasty. Um, it's it's a treadmill. nasty concoction, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anything more about teenagers? Like, well, well how can they be helped? Well, they can be. I often, you know, work hand in hand, not only with a doctor, but also potentially a nutritionist, because okay, we can work on the mindset, we can work on their sleep. However, it, I think the three-pronged approach is probably better for mm-hmm. a more effective result. Um, but in terms of working with um, teenagers, I've been doing a lot of breath work with them. So very simple, effective breathing process. There's, there's plenty of breathing processes out there. Mm-hmm. But using something that's very easy to access in the moment. So if they're sitting in class, 
they can they can just breathe mm-hmm. and I teach them that. And I think, I mean, I do too, I call mine 7 in for 7, hold for 4, out for 11. I said that very quickly. It's a slower process. <laughs> or another one you can do right now and that's, that's called bum on seat. And that's where you just close your eyes and you feel yourself, your bum on the seat, the weight of your body through the seat, through the floor or leaning against a wall, feel the weight and then go to your breathing. Don't change it. Just notice the ribs moving in and out. And then from there to sounds, to go from sound to sound to sound. And it's instant calm. The reason is it gets you out of your head. Mm -hmm. You can't be, when you get into your body, it, it just takes seconds and it's so calming. And I think that's probably, it's a really good example of something, the same as breathing. It's the breathing practices that I do with my teenagers. It's a free process. Like mm-hmm. there's no tablet for this. You yeah. can do it in the moment. You're in control. However, I do know that when they're in this very high state of anxiety, the last thing they want to hear is, well, just breathe. I know. Or just <laughs> sit down and feel your bottom on the seat. Mm. So I do with my uh, clients is just teaching them the habit of what's your trigger? Mm-hmm. Okay, now we can breathe. Mm-hmm. And it can be done with the group of friends. They won't even, you know, their friends mm-hmm. won't even know that they're breathing, doing a breathing technique or any of the things that you're talking about. So these are very easy to apply um, tools that are free. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're just, you know, I, I like to promote a lot of tools with my teenagers and they go home with a whole lot of homework. But, you know, over a few sessions, it's quite effective and, you know, Definitely changes their sleep patterns, that's for sure. We don't want a cranky teenager, do we? No, no. Well, it feels very good to be to get your life back in control, to be, you know, doing things that you Definitely. know are going to give you a, a better result. All right, well, we're going to um, listen to Roy Orbison in a moment, one of my faves. Uh, you got it, okay? So, uh, listen, everybody, you got it, okay? We'll be back in a minute. My guest is Emma. Um, We're talking about all things hypnosis. We'll have something else good for you in just a few minutes. A voice of community radio in the Illawarra, 106.9 Vox FM. Got it. 
Hi, welcome back to Health Nuts on Vox FM. I'm Leslie Nicholson. My guest today is Emma Queen. Thank you to uh, Roy Orbison for his wonderful song. You got it, and you do, folks. You got it. <laughs> um, so we were talking about uh, hypnosis, and Emma was just talking about the words. I just heard myself say, um, uh, which I'm trying <laughs> to cut out. And one of the words I'll say I've cut out was trying. Mm. I'll try that. And I used to say, well, you tell a teenager to clean their room, and they say, I'll try. What's going to happen? They'll try. <laughs> it won't happen. <laughs> they won't happen. <laughs> and I think that's what we were really talking about is the fact that we, we our self-talk, our self hypnosis because whatever you're telling yourself is effectively true in your mind because your mind wants to be right Mm -hmm. it's around you know listening in just tune in for the next 24 hours for example listeners Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. tune in to what you're telling yourself if you're telling yourself and i'm just going to call devil's advocate here if you're saying i'm tired i'm tired i'm tired i'm tired guess what you're going to feel Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's not just those types of languages, though. You know, we, we often talk, we, our self-talk is pretty nasty. The things that we say about ourselves, if we said those to our best friend, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have you a wouldn't. friend, have would we? No, you wouldn't do it. <laughs> so no. I suppose we kind of wanted to draw awareness to the language that you're telling yourself is your reality. There's another word that I've mostly ditched, and that's the should word. When you think about it, if you say, oh, I should go shopping or I should this it's something that you just don't want to do but somewhere out there at some point in your life all these shoulds came up because we were told (laughs) you should do this and you Mm -hmm. should do that so it's like this false idea not always false but mostly that we should behave in a certain way because that's who was it that said that it's just our conditioning (laughs) it is it is and it could have been something like you said earlier it could have been a teacher it could have been your parents it could have been a movie Mm-hmm. or a TV show that you watch when you were a kid. And sometimes they're good, like you should wash your hands before eating a meal. Oh, I think there's some great <laughs> beliefs. That, you know, fire is hot. Yes. Don't, don't go near the That's fire. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But sometimes, you know, it's like you should... I'm trying to think of a should that um, is useless. I don't know. I think of plenty of shoulds. I don't say the word should anymore. No, no. So I got rid of trying and should. And, um, yeah, they're just things that have been conditioned into us. Um, so... We're going to talk um, a bit more seriously now about some of we both do processes for um, trauma, depression, anxiety. Um, Do you want to talk a bit about the process that you do? Yeah, so, I mean, any hypnotherapist will have a speciality, I think, and so something that I've gone into, and I know we'll go into yours in a moment, is a a thing called RTT, so Rapid Transformational Therapy. So it's a a lovely blend of not only hypnotherapy, but neuro-linguistic programming, um, cognitive behavioural therapy and psychotherapy. So this blend is is generally, um, I work with people for 40 days and it is very much on the big subjects, the big topics. So decades of trauma Mm -hmm. or um, some some really yucky stuff that we don't really probably need to talk about on the radio. But, you know, we get clients coming in um, with some stuff some stuff to deal with and it's incredibly effective in, in quite a short amount of time. But I know you do um, a similar a trauma, trauma process, process yes. Um, and it's three sessions, um, about two hours each though. Mm. But the idea is that uh, people need to be empowered. This works for severe extreme trauma as well as, you know, 
the trauma that we've all had being bullied at school or if there was a car accident or someone we love died in our lives doesn't matter what age it happened it's traumatic for us now if it if we get stuck in a loop where that's running around in our head all the time we're programming what we do i mean it can totally interfere with your life and we become disempowered Trauma is always disempowered. But to get over trauma, two things need to happen. One is the past must be put in the past. And the other is it needs to get out of your body. Mm-hmm. They're the two things that um, all the experts on PTSD um, know that. So that's what it's about. So in the first session, um, I'm, I muscle test people for their con- unconscious core beliefs. Mm-hmm. So I'll test for things like I'm worthy, I'm lovable, I'm good. There's a whole lot of them. And if we start getting people's um, answer, their unconscious mind will say no. It can be a bit of a shock when people realize that they don't love them themselves they really think they do and they might say they do but they don't and i've had people come in who spent ages doing affirmations in the mirror in the morning you know you're wonderful i love you but to the unconscious mind the way it is it's just a lie you know the unconscious doesn't believe it yeah it's incongruent and you can you can talk to the mirror for decades saying these lovely things but ultimately, there's there's something there that yeah. needs to be dealt with. Yeah. So so the idea is to change, get rid of all those beliefs that don't serve you. Just get rid of them because they're not right. Somebody else put that in your mind. Usually, when you were little, who do you think you are? You're not, or you'll never amount to anything. And it's a belief that's running the show. You don't even know it. So we're going to find out what's there, and then get rid of things that don't serve you. And then in the second session, it's called pulling the teeth from the tiger sounds weird but it it comes from um, World War II they found a lot of bombs unexploded in people's backyards and um, they could go off at any minute so they'd call the bomb disposal guys in and they'd do something to the bomb it could never explode then and so that's what it can be like Uh, with people with severe PTSD it's like pedal to the metal and the brakes at the same same time time. Mm -hmm. you know so it's about diffusing that and I know myself there was a time when I had um big problems and a door would slam and I'd just about jump out of my skin and after you've done you know some processes the door slams and you think oh that's interesting it just slammed you know it's it's no big deal it just completely diffuses it and then in the third session it's about creating the future you want for yourself oh that's my favorite part yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's it because getting rid of all of those things that don't serve you and getting a life back you know it's just amazing the transformation i think a lot of people do struggle with that whole you know what does my future look like what does my life look like without this issue because they're so very used to being in that state Mm -hmm. that when i get a few clients in for the most part they they don't know what it looks like. No. And they struggle with the language. And I always believe if you can't language something, you can't have it. Mm-hmm. So when we start building up that language and that visualisation around what they do want and how they can be and how their life can, you know, get even ama- more amazing than what it is right now, this, they do struggle. They struggle with that part. And so this is the great thing about what we both do is not only are we dealing with the past, we're neutralising those emotions of the past, we're rewiring that belief system, we're also creating this pathway. I, I, I always call it pathway to possibility. That's beautiful. You know, we're paving that path. And sometimes it has to be one step at a time mm-hmm. and sometimes it can be four steps at a time and that's okay. 
because we can always create the future that we want. Or how, I mean, you might say, well, come on, say somebody's got a very difficult situation they're living with, because your environment is so important. So if you're in a toxic environment, say with an abusive partner or something, there's a choice to stay or not. Now, I've had that in the past. You might say, well, there's kids and everything else. There's still a choice, but to have assistance and to be empowered to do something about that and create the environment that's better for you and your children. And you may need help to do that. And there is help out there. We've done programs on that before. Um, but a toxic environment can sometimes be in your head. So you wake up in the morning thinking, ah, oh, another terrible day. And I've got to, well, you've just created a terrible day, like you, you mentioned before. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's about changing the language. Well, your mind knows no different to, you know, you watch a scary movie, you get scared. Mm-hmm. So if you tell yourself something negative and, you know, um, let's, not, let's not do the whole only talk positive thing. I'm not a big fan of just that. No. There's action involved yeah. here. Yeah. But your brain knows no different between what you're saying and the actual reality. Uh, yeah, and I, I was just saying too, I've got a, um, a doctor who sends um, a lot of cancer people to me from, um, they come down from Sydney because he, he he's, um, believes that it's trauma that's, that's running mm. the show here and that they've got to get rid of, to get well, they really need, and we know that, mm-hmm. but if people, a lot of people will get outwardly angry and have a rage, we need to deal with that as well, but then there's people who turn their anger and their hate for themselves, it's awful inward and create dis-ease. Mm-hmm. They create disease. So getting rid of trauma and negative self-beliefs can pave the way for wellness in so many ways, physical as well as mental. <coughs> yeah, she's going to do a trance. I'm looking at her, <laughs> nodding her head. Yeah. She's taking me into trance. No, it's just really it's so Oh, important. I think I'm just I'm just amazed at the, the amount of people that we do work with. Like you say, it's, and if it's, you know, trauma, absolutely, you know, we can deal with that. But, you know, it could be as little as pain management. Mm-hmm. Pain oh, management's yes. a really good one. We yes. can definitely work with that real, real quickly. Yes. Um, yes. But, yeah, I'm just, I'm just stoked that I even get to do this job. Like, this is pretty awesome. I'll give you one example. There's so many of them. But one example of um, somebody that I saw not long ago who had something dreadful called trigeminal neuralgia. And it's a horrible, horrible pain in the face. And it had got to the point where this person couldn't eat because of the pain. And so was, was a very, very thin and malnourished and depressed, not just from the pain. And you can, it all compounds. So also not being able to eat, so not getting any nutrients. And there's so many techniques that we can use. But in this person's case, there was some relaxation and I got him to imagine, we're going to talk about that in a minute, um, imagine that he was in the Arctic. And so he was in the Arctic and everything, he was cozy up to his neck, cozy and warm, but his face was frozen, comfortably frozen, comfortably numb. And we went in one session from... 8 out of 10 pain, which is very severe. 10 out of 10 is pushing out the baby, right? So mm-hmm. severe pain. Down to 5 in the first session and 3 in the next session. And that's because it was left the unconscious mind got to experience that. And it, and showing people it is possible. I don't have to have this pain. I can I can change that. And I think it's it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because, you know, doctors are often saying, you know, this is it, this is this is what you've got and you need to deal with mm-hmm. it. They're very much of that nature of, well, this is this is your lot in life. Mm-hmm. And we see people and they've you know, their doctors have told them that this is a lifelong issue, mm-hmm. yet we've had evidence in our own clients of change oh, within yes. hours. Yes. And it's it's just a fascinating like concept to Because they have that belief. 
That's um, right. Whatever belief you have <laughs> is what you're creating. I've got a lady who has to get her eyes um, looked at every six weeks to relieve the pressure behind her eyes. Mm-hmm. And um, we've been working together through breath work and meditation. And the, the, the doctors are just shaking their heads that every time she goes. They're like, your eyes should not be getting better. They should be getting worse with her age. And she just, she just giggles to herself because, yeah. you know, <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> She's not going to bring it up. (laughs) No. So um, I think life, well, I believe in reincarnation, but still this life is too short to not live the best one that you possibly can. You know, so it's really important to, um, to do what you need to do to have the best life that you can. And it's really quite easy. There's help there. (laughs) I think if people are listening and they're like wondering, like waiting for permission, that this is your permission. Yeah, go do it. Just live your life. You can let go of the past. You yeah. can create a compelling future. But we only know what we know. Absolutely. So you need to reach out to people that know something that you don't know that can help you. Yes. We're going to take another break. They'll be back in a minute. My guest is Emma Queen. You're listening to um, Health Nuts on Vox FM. And we're, gonna, we're still talking about all things or most things hypnosis. A voice of community radio in the Illawarra. 106.9 Vox FM. Every time I look into your loving eyes, I see love that money just can't buy.
Wow, you got it. That was programming because we played that song twice. We both love it. But it's true. You got it. Um, I'm Leslie Nicholson. You're listening to Health Nuts. My guest is Emma Queen, and we're talking about all things hypnosis. And so now we might thought we might talk about weight loss. Oh, look, I think it goes hand in hand with the whole, you know, hypnotherapy it's for quit smoking and weight loss. Well, yes, mm-hmm. it, coming back to what we said in the very first mm-hmm. conversation, it absolutely is. And weight loss is a, an interesting one. Um, and again, quite effective um, in terms of how long it takes to reprogram the mind because, you know, like we said earlier, our conditioning can bring up stuff around our parents and, you know, I've certainly been dealing with a lot of um, older women recently mm-hmm. with around weight loss and, you know, back in back in the day their parents were coming off out of the war and there was not a lot of food around. Oh, yes. So they were watching their food and so watching their food has been a thing. <laughs> continually for decades to come. Mm-hmm. But what I find um, really cool, Leslie, I know that you do a, a gastric, virtual gastric band mm-hmm. um, hypnosis, which I just think is astonishing. It's awesome. It is awesome. Um, the th- I think one of the things we haven't really mentioned before is hypnosis uh, or trance state is all your imagination. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're not driving a car right now... Um, <laughs> Close your eyes. But one of the things I do, and it comes from NLP, and that is the lemon test. And so if it's safe, you can close your eyes or keep them open if you must. Imagine that you've got a lemon in your mouth right now. Big, juicy, yellow lemon. Now get the lemon and cut it up into wedges. And it might spurt out zest. You might, you know, smell that juice, whatever. But put a lemon in your mouth, one of those wedges, and chew that lemon and suck that juice. Really suck that sour lemon juice. And just notice what it's doing. Now, you may taste that lemon. Uh, You may um, get saliva forming. And most often, that is what happens. So everybody knows they haven't really got a lemon in their mouth. But so when I do the virtual gastric band, you actually have surgery under hypnosis to shrink your stomach to the size of a tennis ball. Now, consciously, you know you haven't had surgery, but unconsciously, the mind and the imagination let this be. And people feel full after such a small amount of food. And the other thing that's good about it is they can have whatever they want. So I say, you know, if you want a Mars bar for breakfast, go for it. But you won't do that for long because there's no breaking out. There's no being back. You just can't fit much in. You feel full. And um, there's one thing that I do uh, get concerned about, though. If people are comfort eating, if that's the main thing, I'm like, well, why don't we take away the need for the comfort first? You know, which might be doing the trauma, the depression and anxiety stuff. Um, Because you need, you know, there shouldn't be any need. And I did have one woman who came for the gastric band. And when I heard her history, I think, I think you need, we need to do the trauma work. We did. And she started losing a kilo a week, right? Without having to do anything else because she didn't, didn't need to eat for comfort anymore. I think um, a lot of the weight um, increase on people, people quite don't realise it's a protection mode, right? Absolutely. So the the body feels unsafe Mm -hmm. and a natural way of getting safer is to get, put weight on as a protection. 
Absolutely, and I'll often say that people are wearing armor, especially if it's an emotional thing. Say they were hurt by a partner in the past, and they don't want to be too attractive. They don't want to attract someone. So it's less. It, I mean, most of us feel that we're less attractive when we have more weight on. I mean, I'm not making a judgment about that, but a lot of people feel better. Well, you move better. You've got more energy when you do. If it's excessive, and um, so with the virtual gastric band, it, it's only four sessions, and um, I run them one on one for people that just want full attention to themselves but also in groups and they're so much fun to be in a group of people um, and they're <laughs> doing hypnosis for a whole room full of people and having surgery. I think that's probably one of the, the great things about doing groups, I do groups as well, not necessarily for that subject, but it's that accountability. It's mm-hmm. it's the fact that someone else is doing it mm-hmm. with me. I kind of feel good now that I'm not the only one doing that. So I think it's really good idea if, you know, you do feel that hypnosis isn't is a bit too much one-on-one and that's fine do some group versions of this and and get someone else involved at the same time and and have a bit of fun with it not everything has to be so serious right no it's good to have fun but some people like that they have you all to themselves they just there is that and it's more yeah it's individual (laughs) and i just think when you think about eating um if we're just thinking of ourselves as animals that eat and thinking about a baby you know when a baby's on the breast or having a bottle when they've had enough they turn their heads away they do not, they know, we're, we're wired to eat for hunger, real hunger. Yes. But it's just our culture and our society that's taken things haywire. It's just too easy to yeah. eat now, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, see, I said, um, see, I'm really working on that. <laughs> I've even got a sign in front of it that says no ums. Uh, never mind, <laughs> it'll happen. Um, we're, I just did it again. So um, I was saying, listen to yourself. Listen to the words you say. And I hear myself saying those words, trying and should. And yeah, working on it. I've changed should to working on it or trying to working on it. I think um, in this day and age, a lot of people are using quite derogatory uh, language with themselves. Like, yeah. oh, this weather is killing me. Is yes. I heard someone say that this morning and I was like, no, no, you can't don't, say don't that. be saying that because your mind actually mm. thinks that's right. So Absolutely. what's another statement that maybe you could change to, okay, the weather is cold right now, but it's not killing you. Absolutely. Well, we've come to the end of the program. We've got one minute left. Thank you so much, Emma. That's Emma Queen. If people want to um, talk to you more about hypnosis, is there, can they phone you? Oh, or? they can Google me. I'm everywhere. Emma okay. Queen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And same for you. They can... Um, Phoning's the best. And you're in Kiriville, aren't you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they can, if we want to talk about hypnosis, I'm happy to do that. Um, you could ring me on 4229-2496 because um, it is a fascinating subject. Um, or, oh, could I work on that? Uh, <laughs> I can hear it. Okay, so I'm, um, we're going to go over to the news any second now. And um, Frank and Faye are going to bring their, their wonderful program to you that they... They do um, every week right after us is um, easy listening. And I didn't say thank you to um, Trevor Jones for his program before before me. Um, we're ready to go um, over now to the news. So here we go. Thank you. I'll be back next week. Uh, next week, my guest is Maria. Um, she's going to be talking about tarot. That'll be wonderful, Maria.